All right, golf addicts, in this episode of One Groove Low, myself and PGA teaching pro Blake Kazava get into five reasons you suck at golf. And I think it'll help a lot of you. We get into it pretty quickly. And then at the end, we're going to do a swing analysis of a unique swing that's never been seen before. The boys at Atrocious. Listen, these episodes are designed to be consumed on YouTube. They're more visual. But as always, we like to appease our audio only listeners. So shout out to yourselves. But I would encourage you to check it out on YouTube. It's a good time. This is the third episode of One Groove Low we've done. They're all up on the YouTube channel. They're all free. And they're all presented to you by the Discord. Listen, uh, if you enjoy any amount of Tour Junkies content or you have over the years, the greatest way that you can say you appreciate it is by joining the Discord. It is the only thing, the one and only thing that me and Pat have 100% control of, and we love it. It's our baby. We love the people in there. And you're joining not just for betting and fantasy help and advice and discussion, but for community overall. And the Discord is uh, a tremendous part of what we do, and it allows both of us to do what we do. And it allows Tour Junkies to grow. It allows people like Blake Kazava to hop in and give you his uh, his professional analysis of your own game. So take advantage of it. Uh, I know it's not golf season right now, but um, the community is fantastic, and it's the best way that you can show your appreciation for me and Pat. Everything else, we make the advertisers pay for. So there you go. All right, get into this episode with me and Blake. Let's get it going. What's going on, golf addicts? It's DB. It's my boy, Blake Kazapa. You know him, progress over perfection. He's the coach. He's the PGA pro of, uh, of the Nut Hut, of the Discord. And it's another episode of One Groove Low. Welcome to the show. And uh, thanks for tuning in. What up, Blake? Happy to see you, my, my friend. You're in Colorado, and it's snowy, isn't it? It is, uh, it is snowing currently, my friend. Jeez. It is getting into wintertime here in Colorado. And it's 71 degrees here. Unbelievable. I wish I wish more than anything I was there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure certain people who are maybe getting burnt out in golf are wishing they were here and, and could go hit the ski slopes oh, or something, do something else. Got scope out some snow bunnies or something. Damn, oh, yeah. I would love to. Oh, yeah. um, listen, great show for you today. Blake's got a great show planned. Uh, if you've missed these these shows in the past, one groove low, they're they're fantastic. You can go back on the YouTube channel and watch the old ones. They're still hilarious. They're still they're still relevant. You know, Blake's expertise is obviously in the actual game of golf and in playing golf and helping people play better. He's got a money swing himself. Very milky, I believe, is the term. <laughs> Um, fantastic instructor, helping out a lot of people in the Discord every single week, and just a, a funny dude. So today, Blake, tell the people what we're getting into today. Yeah, so David, I'm pretty excited with this one. Today, we're going to be describing the five reasons, five top reasons for me on why people suck at golf. Uh, there's probably countless numbers of, of reasons for why somebody isn't very efficient at the game of golf, but I've picked kind of five basic ones in which really I get to see on a day-to-day basis. And I, I think, you know, it'll be interesting for listeners out there, or viewers today, and, and, and see what category they may fall into when it comes to, to why they suck at golf. So for me, um, it might be categories that are there any, I don't fall into. It may be, uh, there's going to be you will get to determine, you know, the level in which you suck based on how many categories you're going to fall into, possibly. Um, so I'm excited with that. And then also, we're going to be diving into a swing analysis video that is probably one of my favorite swings I've ever seen. Nobody online has ever seen this one before. It was oh. sent to me, sent to me by my father, uh, and 
he was like, you know, you, you got to do something with this. And I, I looked at it for about four seconds and that's all I needed to, to, to look at before I knew this was a, a special yeah. golf swing to look at and kind of talk about. So Ooh, that's um, a good tease there, Blake, look at you. Yeah. I'm kind of excited with it, dude. I will not lie. It's uh Okay. It, it'll it'll be a good one today for certain. So, and I will say I did just tell Blake this is perfect timing. I didn't know what the show was going to be today, but I did tell Blake right before we started that I'm coming off the worst round of my golfing <laughs> life over the last I would say ten years. I can confidently say that in the last ten years I've not shot a round worse than the one I just shot, and um, so I feel lost. I feel in a in a dark, gloomy, cold place in the in the in the fetal position with my thumb in my mouth and um i, I have a feeling there's some of the reasons why are, are is what blake's going to lay out for us here yeah and i i want everybody to know out there you know don't take this too personal personally you know right. some of these are going to hit hard they're going to hit hit home mm. a, a little bit but you know understand that i mean this out of the kindness of my heart so the the first part of understanding you have an issue is is understanding you have an issue and, and how yeah. to go about it so um it, you know if you hit one of these don't freak out your life's not ending it doesn't necessarily mean you're a crappy golfer but it, it probably means you're 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 on your way or you're already there mm. at your destination of being crap so um with no further you know, more on this. Let's kick it off, eh? <laughs> Numero uno. You aren't as smart as you think you are. Okay, that's number one. Uh, when I think of good players, David, what I think of is players who can adapt quickly. Okay, um, like PGA Tour players, right? They can adapt quickly. Okay. And when to be able to adapt quickly quickly you have to be able to diagnose a problem and for a lot of players out there they're not smart enough to be able to diagnose a problem within their golf game so all of a sudden their adaption rate it's slow maybe a good golfer it takes them three swings to adapt a bad golfer who isn't as smart as they think they are it takes them nine holes to adapt because they don't know how to diagnose maybe they try to diagnose something and it's incorrect just because one of you out there goes home after a round of golf and watches a five minute YouTube video on how to hit irons pure does not mean that you're a teaching pro. It doesn't mean you're a philosophy major in the game of golf. You don't probably know as much as you know. Um, so let's make sure too, when I say this, I, I deal with so many people who think they're, they know more than they know. So then they go tell their buddy, they start to go, you know, maybe they go play on Sunday and they're like, with a buddy on the first tee and they're like man you're getting quick you know you're doing this you're doing oh, that yeah. oh oh rodney i know exactly what you're doing rodney oh, you're not yeah. you're not really transferring your weight yeah uh, to your to your left big toe rodney that's what's oh, going on yeah so nothing nothing grinds my gears quite like that david um yeah. you know when i work with somebody on the lesson tee and they come back to me the next week and they're like my buddy you uh, know, has been telling me to do this this and this and i'm like go oh first I ask is is what did your buddy shoot that day? Yeah. And if it is above of around 72, 73, I, I let it brush right over. I say, okay, you and do I you make them do you make them punch themselves in the dick before you start the <laughs> lesson? I would. I would say, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna charge you for the hour. The hour is going on your account, on your member account, uh um, Mr. Flanagan or whatever. <laughs> but we're not I'm not giving you any advice in the next hour until you punch yourself in the dick hard. There you go. 
Uh, maybe I should. I, I haven't brought that yeah. into the I haven't brought that into the lesson to yet. Um, but but maybe I will. So yeah. so again, number one, you aren't as smart as you think you are. Take that to heart. Number two, you care too much. Okay. Oh, that one got me. This one gets me. I care. At, yeah, it's hard not to care, but at the end of the game, we have at the end of the day, we have to understand that golf is just a game. Okay. Mm-hmm. After you play on Saturday and you go home to your family and you're eating dinner, you gotta understand that 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 is not your career. You that is not putting dinner on the plate for your family. You, yeah. you are not a golfer. Okay. So don't care as much. There's an interesting study done, David, where you know it's talking about really effective golfers, really high class golfers, and how when they go play golf, they diminish the idea of caring so much. So that frees them up, whether it's a situation or a shot. Mm. And they, they don't have this, this necessity of care. It frees them up. But then there's your worst player. And, and they, they take so much into the result and how much they care about a shot. They paralyze themselves. And it's interesting to see when you care less how much better at golf you can get. Um, it's, it's, it's one that, that really hits a lot of people. And, uh, you'll, you'll oftentimes see your worst golfer be an angrier golfer out on the golf course. When they hit a bad shot, they're fucking yucking a club 30 yards. It's like, dude, you're, you're not that guy. You're just not him. You're not good enough. Like, don't worry about it. It's just a game at the end of the day. I think, I think for me, I, I want to, I want to push on that one a little bit Mm -hmm. because like. It's a, I think for me, sometimes it's the expectation gap, which I talk about a lot, like in relationships, right? With my wife, with my kids, you know, I'm talking to my son about basketball, right? I'm like, dude, you got to have proper expectation of yourself. And same thing on on the golf course. Like I'd say it to my 13 year old all the time. Like you get so mad on the course. How many, you know, how many hours have you spent in the month, in the last month putting? And you're mad at yourself for four putting from 30 feet. He's like, uh, none. Okay. Or he's like, you know, oh, I putt before every round. Okay, well, putting 10 minutes before every round is not <laughs> practicing putting. So you have an expectation gap. If you bring the, if you bring the reality closer to, the, to, to, to your own expectation, then you will not have an expectation of playing good golf or being a good putter in that example. So for me, like I know for me personally, I used to care. Actually, I think I care the same, but my expectation gap is narrow. Yeah. So yeah. I care because, you know, freaking – 15 years ago, I decided to make golf my only hobby, right? I used to have like a bunch of, you'll, you'll get this when you're a young man, you do a bunch of stuff. You're like, Oh yeah, sorry, babe. I got poker night and I got ski. I'm going skiing with the boys and I'm playing golf and I'm hunting and I'm doing all this stuff. You, when you get married, you can't, and you have kids, you got to get down to one brother. So, you know, I eliminated it all down to one. You know, I went all in, all the chips go in to golf, right? And I, I devote all my time, all my money, extra time, extra money into this game. And, and I, because I care. And, yeah. you know, and then when you start thinking about all the money you spend in it and the money oh, you spend God. on your club and the time it takes and the, all this stuff you pay for, you're like, damn it. Like, I, I want to be, I need to be better at this, right? Totally. And I, and I, I, think I love that. You don't have to be better. Like, one of my buddies is better at this than, he, than I am. He's like, dude, you don't have to be better at golf just because you spend a bunch of money and time. You, you have to have more – you have to have fun. Like, it's about – you're paying to have fun. You're paying to, you know, for the, for the, for the competition of it, you know, somewhat, you know, handicap or whatever. But I, I think it's kind of like an expectation gap thing for me personally. If I can 
realize what I should actually be doing based on what I think I should be doing and marry those two up, then I'm less pissed when it doesn't go my way. I love that. I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, you know, just right along with caring is exactly expectation. And that's, that's maybe a topic we hit even harder another day, because that is a, a, a big psychological factor. Uh, in the game of golf and in life, right? You talk about, you know, relationships, all that kind of stuff, uh, getting dr- to draw parallels between the game of golf and life it- itself. So uh, really, really beautiful there. Are you ready for number three? Yeah. Unless you want to talk any more about that. Nah, let's hit it. You consume too much, okay? So I, I, I made a little post on my, my social media about this, and I got a lot of feedback from a lot of different individuals, people that I know, people that I don't know. Um, and I love this, right? At the end of the day, uh, a person gets to decide, you know, are you more of a social golfer or are you more of a player looking to shoot low numbers? Um, I'm not going to sit here today and, and, like, dad somebody around and tell them, man, you can't be drinking. But you get to decide you, you, you're, if you're a social golfer and you want to go out with, on the course with the boys and get drunk and have a great time, fantastic. Well, that's the part of golf that's growing the game of golf. Great. But if you come to me after a round that you play like shit and I can smell the alcohol radiating out of your breath and, and you're like, Blake, why, why do I suck so much? It's like maybe maybe it was the fact that you took 10 tequila shots out on the golf course today and you can't feel your body. And, and no wonder you can't play the last three holes and better than, you know, six over parts because you, you're, you're drunk. You're drunk. OK. So maybe, you know, I'm not here to tell you not to drink or consume on the golf course, but maybe there's a bit of limitation or, or, or limiting the amount. I like to call it, you know, I like to forecast and budget the amount of consumption that I'm going to do on the golf course. You know, there's no re- reason for me. When I'm trying to play good, I have this competitive urge inside me that I can't, I can't drink too much on the golf course because I, I know I'm just going to play like shit. Same. Um, but if you can budget, you know, maybe like a couple beers here and there, you know, get feeling some kind of way, you're loose, you're you're free, and you're having a good time, great. Okay, you might be able to shoot a good number, but man, if you're if you consume too much, you you are probably not going to shoot a good number, and if you do, you probably got pretty lucky in my opinion. I thought you were so, going to say consume too much uh, like instructional content. Oh, that's, that's where I thought you were going. Ooh, whole nother topic. I mean, so you have the guys who say, <laughs> like, like Pat would probably say this. Pat would probably say, well, Blake, I play better when I'm drunk. What do you say to that? I think, I think every individual has a ratio uh, or it's oh, all that's... relative to an individual, right? Uh, if you give me the same whatnot as, as Pat's drinking, I'll probably be off another level of, of drunk. So, yeah. um, you know, it's relative to a ratio that can kind of put you in peak performance. Once somebody gets over that ratio by just a little bit, uh, there it goes. Yeah. It, so, so Pat's probably kind of mastered this, this spot in which he feels really comfortable uh, with his consumption levels on the course. And I, and I can't lie, I, I see a lot of players who, who need some kind of consumption to, to ease the nerves, to ease the anxiety. Uh, it's, it's kind of scary in a, in a way, but there's a level that's just too much, right? And, and, and you get past that ratio and you're screwed. I, I, see, it, I see that more than I, I see anything in, around here at Bear Creek. It's unbelievable. 
people well, I think, love. I think it goes back to like you're drinking because you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And so you're trying to you're trying to calm down. You're trying to ease the nerves. You're trying to ease the anxiety. You're trying to calm down because you've got too much pressure on yourself. Why do you have too much pressure on yourself? Probably because you have an expectation gap or you care too much or you think you're better than you are. That's that's why. So there, it's, it's usually the root problem is not, oh, I get nervous. I'm anxious. It's why yeah. are you nervous? If you're if you're playing in your, you know, Saturday game with your boys. Why, why, why should we be that nervous or anxious that we have to have four Bloody Marys before we tee off at 9 a.m.? Totally. And I think, I think that's, that's awesome, too. You're going to start to see how certain ones correlation, correlate and link together. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly right. You know, the root cause is you possibly care too much. You have too high of expectations. You, you put too much on you. You get anxious. The only way to kind of uh, negate that anxiety is, is get a couple drinks in you. All of a sudden, a couple drinks lend itself to one or two too many you start to tumble you fall uh literally and uh, (laughs) i guess not literally in the game of golf but yeah um that's that one okay i I got a lot of response from that on my social media and and people that i know so i I can't wait to hear Mm -hmm. about what people have to say about that one number four you are impatient and too quick result driven I talk about being quick result driven a lot within my teaching. Uh, I'm very much a motion believer. So I always talk about, you know, motion lends itself to a ball flight, a ball flight lends itself to a result. A lot of people chase results too quickly. And where they start to get hurt is you have to understand that the game of golf, we need patience, whether it's in a golf swing, in a circumstance, in a round. Uh, Without patience, uh, you are nothing in this game. Okay. It takes time, just like your son going out there and, and, and just hitting putts before a round. You know, if he wanted to really uh, acquire a better, you know, putting game, he would need a ton of patience, need to go practice on his time off away. Uh, you know, understanding that that we can't get to the quick result without the the needed patience to practice and understand that we're we're perfecting a motion meant for the future. Okay, I see it all the time is is people are always about what they shoot on, on, on a, what they put on the card at the end of the day. Um, not about, let's talk about swing work really quick. I don't mean to bounce around too much, but like when I'm working on somebody with their swing, right? Swing change takes time. Okay. And it's so interesting. The people that progress at the fastest rate, David, tend to be the most, most patient individuals, the ones who aren't seeking the result in the immediate future. And it's such an interesting one because they're allowed to kind of, you know, dive into the motion, take their time, progress the motion correctly. Your impatient one, when I give them a lesson and they go work on it and the next day they go out and play and it's not there yet, they go back immediately to what feels comfortable. They don't progress. They're not patient enough. They're not willing uh, to not be quick result driven. Big big deal uh in the game of golf and, and especially in my realm of instruction uh it is it is a, a an absolute colossal um mistake that i see so i was just in sea island for the rsm um and as you know sea island the, the mayor of sea island is davis love the third yeah and um we have a listener a friend of ours who's um related to to the, the the love family and he's a great guy shout out william and he told me this about Davis. So, so Davis is a huge skier, which you being in Colorado, big ski, ski yeah. guy, um, golf guy, you can, you can relate. And we were talking about in, in his heyday, 
<clears throat> when he was playing on tour, he would take months off at a time and, you know, skip tour events to, to be in, to be in Colorado and just ski. He just loves ski. Yeah. And I was talking about how did he, you know, like, how did he stay sharp? How did he do that? Like, how, how do you go from a, a tour player of his level, take that much time off, um, virtually not playing golf and come back and you're still, you're still dialed. And obviously this takes a lot of discipline, but I think it's also patience. It's kind of the same thing. He yeah. just said, dude, Davis would literally bring um, like a club with him. And when he was in the house watching TV or re- relaxing or whatever, he would just in front of a mirror, just slow-mo positions. That's it. That's just, cool. just slow-mo in positions all winter long, like not hitting a ball, not necessarily playing a lot, not grinding in a, in a range session. He would just in slow motion get to where he needed to be and, and check his positions and check his angles and all that stuff and just dry, dry swing in the house. And like, to me, you know, I've, I've taken a lesson before where my instructor's been like, all right, now you need to go home and like watch, watch yourself get in that position and make yourself get there and like do these slow, you know, I mean, most people listening to us right now, if you try to make a swing change, and it was one thing and you were like, okay, go home and do that. Do a hundred slow slow-mo swings of that in a mirror five days this week zero percent of people would do it totally me included yeah and, and, and but I, but at the same time i'm gonna bitch about why why it's not changing yeah but I, I think you know if, if you've been playing this game long enough and you've tried to change things you've tried to change swing mechanics boy like it, it's you, hard. it just takes so long <laughs> yeah it's so hard so you can't have you can't again expectation gap. You can't have this expectation yeah. that just because you take one lesson and you feel it during the lesson, you think you got it, that then all of a sudden you're you're gonna you're gonna have it. Doesn't work like totally, that. Totally right. Totally right. So that was number four. Okay. Lending ourselves to our last one. Uh, this one I expect to get some hate coming my way, uh, but it's just the truth, and I, I'm not gonna run away from the truth sometimes. And number five is that you have a loft issue. And when I say you have a loft issue, you have a lack of fucking talent. It happens. <laughs> so it, it either happens uh, mentally, emotionally, or physically. And sometimes you have all three of, mm. of a loft issue. Mm. But, you know, it's all relative in the basis of, of let's say we, we work with somebody with zero hand-eye coordination. Okay, I can teach him mechanically all the things that are, are necessary to hit the golf ball, but that that factor physically, their ceiling is it just stays lower. Okay, so it's relative in the sense of of because they have that inability, that physical limitation, uh, a loft issue, as I would call. Um, they they don't have the the chance to most likely have their ceiling, you know, elevate a whole ton. Yeah. Have I seen it done before? Have I projected somebody with a loft issue and then all of a sudden they shock me, surprise me with a little hard work, dedication, all this stuff, you know, exceed my my wildest expectations? Certainly. Yeah. Um, but as a as a general basis, man, if you got a loft issue, you're screwed. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, I, I I'm not the fastest guy, I'm not the tallest guy. Uh like you put me on an NBA court. Uh, I have a loft issue in, in comparison to, to these other individuals. Like I just don't yeah. have it. Right. Uh, I, I just, I just don't. Um, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that, that 
golf is a game that you shouldn't be enthralled with and, and love and play all the time because you're addicted to it. It's not, not necessarily the case. Uh, you just have to understand that, that sometimes you're going to fall into a spot where you just can't do it because you just kind of suck. And that's okay. It's yeah. okay sometimes to just understand that you suck. Um, but that, that, that number five, David, unless you have something uh, you want to add on to that, kind of lends itself into the swing analysis video, uh, an absolute, uh, in my mind, probably a loft issue at, at some point um, in this yeah. guy's past. Uh, but I can't wait to kind of showcase this, this swing of this individual. Again, this came from my father, uh, who was playing a, a local round at a public course here in, in Denver. and. Let's Shout just out. let's just take a look. Let's just take a look at it. Let's see if we yeah, there we go. Oh god. Is this Mr. Miyagi? Is that Albert Einstein? Oh, <laughs> he got he's got the Albert Einstein with the hunter uh orange cap on. This 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 beginning part of the golf swing, his beginning and his end part of the oh, golf swing. Oh, look at that width. Look at that width. It, it, it's there is none of that. There is none of that. The beginning and end of his golf swing, David, are my favorite parts of this motion. Okay. He finishes his golf swing underneath his belt. If I were to try to do that, I would rupture everything in my lower back. Like I do not have the resistance ability. Stop like, right it. here Whoa. to stop. Dude, if I if I told this guy, if this guy came to me uh for a lesson and was like, you know, Blake, I'm dealing with all this lower back pain, I'd be like, dude, let's just finish your golf swing and you'll be all right. Let's not let's not hold it off at the belt line, and you'll be just fine. The beginning part of his golf swing, uh, I, I showed this to a buddy of mine, and he's uh, he's a big believer that I should set like a some kind of musical beat to how he kind of taps the club on the back of the ground, and then kind of have the, the 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 bass drop and the beat drop right at impact. But um, what a beautiful motion! My dad was so enthralled with his golf swing that he decided to take another video a little later into the round so let's take let's pull that one up well down the line well down the line perspective from your guy oh my huh. oh you know what though i mean you know it exits left it exits left it uh, exits left so here in a second i've kind of labeled out some of the positions in the golf swing david you and i talked about this this is p2 i know it's a little off the screen i don't really care I can't label P1 because the guy doesn't have an address position. Okay. The guy, the guy is bouncing the club off the back of the ground. Like, like I, he doesn't, he doesn't address the ball. Bottom line P2, what we're going to see in his golf swing positionally, mechanically is the guy doesn't turn. Okay. If I were to help him with one thing still at P3, you can see his lower body. It's turned maybe about five degrees open. Um, so he is going to be fully arm centric in his golf All swing. arms. Yeah. All arms. Is that P4? This is, okay. This is P4, little top position. What I will say this guy has an innate ability at is his transition move. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I learned, if I taught this guy how to turn a little bit better and he got this weight distribution thing going on at P4 where he kind of falls into his lead side, this is a professional move. Okay. Mm. A lot of amateurs don't know how to fall into their lead side, kind of bump into their lead side. Mr. Miyagi here, Albert. Okay, he's fallen into his lead side right here at P4. He is locked and loaded to absolutely take a rip coming down into this golf swing. 
We're going to see from P4 to P5, the guy shallows the club better than uh, David. You should take a look at that. Albert's got the shallowing effect. P6, club face is open. P7, kind of humps it, kind of oh. throws, kind of jerky at he's it. Also, he also looks like he's falling over. Yeah, he is. Oh, he, look at that. Look, oh, he's, oh, yeah, he's getting there. He certainly is falling over, kind of crowding. You know what I call that? So on the golf swing, when somebody's falling into it, uh, I consider the space in between myself and the golf ball. When I set up to the golf ball, that's sacred space. And we've talked about sacred space. We do not touch sacred space in the downswing, much like something you're, you know, you might want to work on in the future. Yeah. But that guy's kind of falling into it. Um, but man, if I were to say one thing on that down the line, he hits the damn center of the club face. Unbelievable. I mean, I can't believe if- that. I can't believe you, you and your dad have sat on that video because like, that video going going out to one of these you know big golf accounts, <laughs> it's gonna do well. It's gonna do well. Uh, you, I just you need to make sure it's littered with the uh, the, the progress the, the progress over perfection watermark all over it. Totally, and, and I would not be surprised. I love my dad to death. That guy might have beat my dad on that day. I will not lie. And my <laughs> he, dad, he, my he, dad he beat me the other day. I tell you that. Well, he you know I'm just so. Uh, just amazed that he finds the club face and and man you swing your swing that guy is swinging his swing and he looks like he's having a blast out on the golf course he probably he probably doesn't deal with all these issues that we talked about earlier in the show dude this guy just goes out there and just games it he just does what he does and maybe he doesn't suck at golf as much as i think he sucks at golf i think you should try to find i think you try to track him down and and uh do a swing makeover should I? I mean, look, dude, like like Hank Haney did it with um. Remember, was it Hank? Charles Haney? Barkley. Yeah, with Charles and um. Well, he didn't do it great with Charles, but there was other people like Michael Phelps. I don't know if you remember that, but he did it with Michael Phelps. If you if you guys convert this guy a little bit to to kind of a move, you could put your hey, name in the books. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I, he kind of looks like the kind of guy who's uh, a bit off the grid. If I were to, oh, he's yeah. probably hard to find. He's probably he lives not. in a teepee. He lives in Colorado. <laughs> I guarantee you. And he makes his own. He makes his own liquor. He's moonshining in a teepee, and he also loves golf. Oh, I love it. That's all you need in life, right there, is a little moonshine, <laughs> a little golf, baby. He knows this what's is, going on. This is good stuff, Blake. Five reasons why you suck. Um, yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can relate to some of these for sure. Well, I, I hope the people out there. Uh, you know, you, you, you consume what we've given today. You know, you take a deep little bit of synthesis and you, you figure out, you know, do I fall on a category or two? And if so, it's okay. How yeah. can I get myself out of that category? You yeah. will become a better golfer at the end of the day after listening to, listening to this podcast. If you can figure out a way to get yourself out of one of those five categories, the loft one might be tough, but the other four are very tough. Very doable. Very doable. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, Blake. One groove low in the books. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, Be sure and like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Check out Blake's Instagram, Progress Over Perfection. If you haven't seen him in the Discord, check that out, too. And uh, listen, it's it's the winter. You know, don't don't let the cobwebs get too crazy on the golf swing. (laughs) Do, Do what Davis Love does. At least stand in front of the mirror. Do something, you know, dry hump your own golf swing a little bit. and um and get better you know what i mean get better but also be realistic okay you're you're a mortgage loan officer so expectation gap 
narrowed. All right. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody. See you.